So welcome to my new podcast. This is called The MGTOW Factor. And as it as the name suggests, this is going to be a podcast about the manosphere, the reactosphere, all the people and players and moving parts in it, especially focusing on MGTOW and how it is a factor um, in this community and uh, in a bigger way, um, the factor it plays in the societal changes that are happening around the world. Um, one good example of, of this, um, and something I'm going to be continually covering every week, is Japan. Um, MGTOW, or at least the social forces um, having to do with, with men and women and abandoning marriage and etc., have turned that country upside down. It is a huge factor in Japan. Um, and I feel like they're a good bellwether for, you know, what's, what's going on. Um, and, you know, kind of a little glimpse into the future of where we are going to be 10 years down the road. Um, it fascinates me, and I have a lot of sympathy for the Japanese um, Japanese men in particular, um, you know, and that is one of the principal things that I want to bring to the community and to this podcast, um, is that I have a lot of sympathy for, for men. Um, and, you know, I don't agree with every last kind of bit of MGTOW philosophy, but one thing is for sure is I don't think they're neckbeards, I don't think they're stupid or, you know, just can't get girls or anything like that. Or, you know, s- people would mock, you know, like a 40-year-old virgin, etc. Um, I don't consider a 40-year-old virgin any laughing matter. Um, I think that's very serious. Um, you know, and one thing that I've I've learned from MGTOW and the philosophy is that um, you there really is no way to say for sure what a valuable life is and what the correct way to live one's life is or not. Um, you know, who is to say that someone's got a crappy life who doesn't have any sex, you know, who is a four-year-old virgin, etc. You know, take a look at, obviously, um, you know, people, people like Tesla, you know, um, according to what, you know, is he a loser? You know, I would say not. I mean, if you value intellectual pursuits, you know, scientific contribution, etc., it's possible to do a lot of that without ever having, you know, much of a, much of a sex life. Um, and, you know, we are really susceptible to shaming because of, you know, evolution, um, we, you know, de- developed this kind of fear uh, response to doing something that pisses off other humans because we need uh, we need other humans to survive, or we certainly um, did in a much more immediate sense back on the African savanna. But just because you feel, you know, kind of a, a shame emotion doesn't mean there's anything, you know, kind of epistemologically true about that, you know, as far as you know, that you should feel ashamed or, or that this shame is, is accurate. So what I'm kind of getting at is that, um, you know, I do 
I think that MGTOW offers a lot in um, the ability to make us really re-examine some of these some of these things, and um, it can give you a lot of power um, once you realize that uh, these insults, these shaming tactics, don't really have any any grounding in in anything other than that it's kind of the way people feel. Um, you know, that being said, I don't. I think that the MGTOW philosophy um, uh, is very new and leaves a lot to be desired. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think that swearing off women forever, a hundred percent, you know, uh, zero, zero possibility of you know finding a woman that is not, you know, kind of like a hypergamous succubus, um, is a good goal. You know, or it's you know because for everyone, anyways, because I think there's a lot of guys that are really going to be unhappy and unsatisfied with that, and I think um, a good portion, or not a good portion, but but some um, in the MGTOW community um, really are just turning to it because they've um, not been successful with women, and in their hearts, they really do want a relationship or or whatever. Um, or even want to get married and have a family, etc. Um, so for these guys, um, you know, I want to say to them that you can, you know, you, you think that you can't ever get a girlfriend, etc. Um, but that that's not the case, you know. Um, I have a lot of sympathy for them, and you, I just want to really be careful um, that we're not, you know, kind of missing what's really going on with them, you know, when they say they're going their own way, etc., but secretly they um, are really kind of miserable still. For others, um, you know, like uh, for Barbarossa, for instance, I have no doubt that he really, um, you know, he has made an informed decision um, and really knows how he feels about these things, knows what's important to him, and that his his decision to go his own way in the way he's doing it um you know is not something that he just made because he can't get girls you know for instance that's a a good example of of someone that I think um you know you don't have to worry about that with but you know there are some guys that that are so um yes as i said i care a lot i care immensely about these people um and I am going so far as to reach out an invitation to any guys out there that are struggling. If you want to talk to me, um, you know, message me on Twitter and I'll give you some of my other information. We can go from there, you know. Um, if you want to just talk once a week or something, just for, I don't know, for like 15 minutes or whatever, I'll do that. You know, we can just talk about um, how your progress is going, uh, just shoot the shit, um, and I'll benefit immensely from it as well. Um, but yeah, you know, um, if you're a guy who is out there struggling, you know, I am there for you. This is something that I really want to see happen more in the Manosphere, and a lot of guys that discover this stuff from the Red Pill Forum, our uh, subreddit, um, it's a tough, tough place, because they don't have a lot of sympathy for guys that are really struggling with this, or have a lot of pain when they first take the red pill, um, and it can be better, you know. Um, most of the people on that subreddit have already kind of uh, absorbed this information and moved on, you know. Um, 
as far as the guys that are like the permavirgins and etc. Um, for lack of a better term, I really don't believe anyone is a permavirgin. Um, but you know, etc. Those guys are they really need someone to talk to and someone to support them um, when they first encounter this information. And I I really don't think that the Red Pill subreddit has much patience for that type of thing at all, which is fine. Um, you know, it's a different type of thing, but the but they do need something, and that's that's totally what I am. Um, you know, so in addition to all the other things I'm doing, all my blogs and YouTube and this podcast, um, you know, uh, if anyone takes me up on this, you know, like I said, message me on Twitter at Special Fester, and you know, I'll be glad to talk to you. So, anyways. This podcast, The MGTOW Factor, is going to focus on all kinds of different things. I'll try to do one big story um, to be kind of my main segment, as well as some other kind of little recurring things, um, kind of like the O'Reilly Factor, the show. Um, You know, he has kind of like a Patriots and Pinheads section where he'll, you know, highlight someone who is really... Um, inspirational, as well as kind of roast uh, usually some sort of a liberal, uh, progressive uh, buffoon, etc. So I'd like to do a segment like that, you know, where we highlight heroes of of MGTOW, as well as highlight um, villains of, you know, um, tradcons or feminists, etc. And that's uh, another example of what I'll be doing on this podcast, is um, um, discussing the the debates and the controversies in MGTOW. For instance, you know, the, the big dust-up about marriage. You know, um, there's, you know, like fetal bogan and, you know, some people that are boys for men, they don't want this kind of hardline um, rule, you know, you cannot be married and be in MGTOW. And then the YouTube MGTOWs and such, um, they fiercely um, defend the proposition that marriage is... is is incompatible with with MGTOW, um, you know, and I, I I really think that the enemies we face are so severe that we we do need to come together. But that doesn't mean that it's got to be a, a universal thing, you know, to to just never argue for never arguing's sake. You know, that's that's not something I agree with either. You know, um, debate and and discussion is valuable, and it's a case-by-case kind of situation of whether something should kind of uh, agree to disagree or whether it's something that we need to come to a resolution on, we need to argue over until we till we come to an answer. So that's some of the, an idea of where I stand. Um, you know, I, I'd also like to cover the debate about feminism, which um, I'll talk about in this first episode because... We've had some big news, um, big events. Um, you know, the Honey Badgers got kicked out of the Calgary Expo, and, you know, I think this is a good example of how bad it is, how severe this social justice warrior, this feminist, this progressive just attack on society is. And there's a lot of MGTOWs that say we shouldn't spend any energy fighting feminism, etc., um, and I don't agree with that. I'll I'll come out right away and say that um, I understand their position that they're you know afraid of um, kind of getting co-opted or people just going back to kind of a traditionalist type of thing. Um, 
And I agree that's not what we want. You know, we do want liberation for men. But if you're saying that feminism is not something worth fighting, I couldn't disagree more hardly. Feminism, as well as this kind of larger cultural Marxism and these forces, are so, so damaging and so powerful that I really think we need to team up with anyone we can. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend and is a dear friend if the enemy we face is that is that big. And I absolutely believe this is like something we've never had before. Sure, there was, you know, uh, in the early 90s, there was a big wave of political correctness that really, really just destroyed, you know, the discourse and whatnot. But it died out rather quickly, and it was nothing like the juggernaut we face today. I mean... The media is completely taken over um, by not just not just the left, but by this radical political correct, you know, ideology. Um, and deviating from it even the slightest just gets crushed um, on the college campuses, um, the public ones especially, um, but even a lot of private ones and even some tech schools. You cannot even. You know, you would be ruined. You'd be an outcast if you disagreed with with the the mantra. People are getting in trouble for private conversations. This is very serious. Um, a good example, um, if you want to learn more about this, there's a podcast on NPR um, where they do some kind of like debates. I think it's called like like I squared or Intelligence Squared or something like that. Um, and it's uh, the topic of this debate was do are liberals stifling um, intellectual diversity on campus or intellectual discourse or something like that? I'll leave a, leak, a link um, in, the, in the description or something like that, but um, you can do a search for it. Uh, Kirsten Powers, um, a former liberal um, who was on Fox News and stuff, she was one of the, the main debaters in it. Um, but it's just a great, they just really cover some of the points about how severe this um, this stifling of discourse is by these radical, politically correct uh, social justice warrior chorfs, as they call them, and um, you know, with with the honey badgers, um, whether you're a fan of them or or not, um, they are uh, sympathetic to the MIGNOW position, um, and they are one of the most visible, you know, um, kind of sources. In the manosphere, and they they crowdsourced uh, or crowd ra- crowdfunded um, like ten thousand dollars to fly all of the members to Calgary to um, participate in this expo. And there was kind of a, a little discussion panel the day before, and um, Allison Tiemann, um was invited to go there, and she didn't say anything at all. That's that's real um, out there, but she just said that she felt that they were really painting all women as victims and they were ignoring men's vulnerabilities and blah blah blah, and that offended people and that first put them on the radar. Um, you know, mundane Matt talked about this a little bit, um, but that was strike one. And then they set up their their booth, um, you know, which talks about Gamergate as well. And you can see the pictures; it is nothing extreme or nothing that provocative um it's just talking about censorship um you know as well as had some of her comics you know she was a ellison teeman is a woman in comics and they got shut down and they were not refunded a dime um you know 
when an anti-censorship group like that can be shut down, um, you know, by these people that supposedly believe in, you know, free speech and expression in the arts, um, and they can do it with a straight face, um, you know this is very, very serious, that this plague of, of victimhood mentality is just at a very advanced stage. So that's that's definitely how I feel um, about the debate in the MGTOW community of whether or not um, we should be fighting feminism. I wholeheartedly think we need to. Um, but I do have sympathy um, for for the MGTOWs that are concerned if we focus all our energy on that, that traditionalism is going to slip back in. But um, there is no reason that we can't fight feminism and still... Um, go for the full liberation of, of men without going back to traditionalism. So, this is kind of a off-the-cuff first podcast, but I just wanted to get that content out there because um, one of the most difficult things for kind of a, an on, entrepreneur on the internet, a solopreneur or, or whatever, or even just a, a blogger in general, is to actually make the content on a regular basis and put it out there. You know, if you really want to make everything perfect like I have with videos before, um, you know, you, you might not ever get it done. So um, I'm glad I, I learned how to do the podcast uh, kind of format. and uh, It's a little tricky, I mean, compared to like YouTube or something. Um, you know, and I'm going to have to get some money if I want to continue doing this because you only have like 50 megabytes of space but um you know I, this is something I, I really care about and something i want to do and um you know i'm gonna have some little sound offs in it and some other cool things um and i'm gonna read comments at the end of each episode so it's gonna be good but um yeah i wanted to just get this out there and um maybe get some feedback um I'll tell you where some of my other things are, you know. Um, my name's Fester Longfellow, and I have been doing this kind of internet life thing for quite a while. Um, I was an early adopter of YouTube, I, like back in like, I don't know, late 07. Um, it was definitely their first kind of format um, when I had my first channel. And I got quite a few subscribers. Um, unfortunately, it was taken down back when YouTube was real strict about copyright, and I was never able to get it back. Um, but I did make another channel, and I haven't been as serious about it, but I got like half a million views on that one, and uh, that's Special Fester. That's kind of my uh, handle all throughout the internet, is Special Fester. Um, and that's a, a name that's got a story behind it, too, which I'll tell on another episode. But, um, yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Special Fester, and on YouTube at Special Fester, and my kind of main blog right now is shortseduction.wordpress.com, and um, that's kind of my PUA blog uh, type of thing, and it, it talks about um, short guys, because I'm a short guy, you know, I'm 5'6", um, so it's got motivation and things like that for short guys. Um, style, and other things like that. You know, I do uh, profiles on, on what I call short bamps of history. You know, people, for instance, like, obviously, Napoleon, as well as more modern, um, you know, short men who are uh, 
pretty cool dudes like, you know, Bruno Mars. You know, if you see a picture of him standing next to Taylor Swift, she towers over him, you know. But, um, you know, short guys are really get a, a, a hard kind of uh, Latin life, and they don't get any of the, the sympathy for being, you know, uh, whatever, uh, disprivileged group. So, you know, um, I... Uh, so I care about them as well, and I, I think that's a good blog. And from there, I have links to my other stuff as well. You know, my main Manosphere blog, um, where one of my big topics is about Gamergate and social and cultural Marxism, and whether or not it's serious enough um, to maybe start start uh, some sort of a civil war or or a resistance at least. Um, you know, I don't want to use violence. I don't want to see anyone hurt. But I do think this is something that is so serious and so destructive that it's at least worth starting to talk about, um, if for no other purpose than to, to you know, get some agreement on, hey, this is something really serious and um, we need a solution. So I hope you guys enjoyed this first uh, episode, this kind of more off-the-cup podcast. Um, I've given you my information, and I'd love to have some feedback, and I'll, I'll fe- feature it on my next episode every Monday. It's MGTOW Mondays, so hopefully that'll make it easier for you to remember. Well, have a great day.